Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Healing from Harmony Hall. Uh, again, this is my second week, and um, my name is Frances Nicklum. I didn't quite get around to introducing myself last week, and more importantly, I didn't get a chance to say thank you to JP Ryan, who's produced and provided and given permission to use all the wonderful music throughout the show last week and this week. This album that I love of his is called Dancing with Anima. But I know he also has a new single out called We Can Be Found, which has to go really well with our distant healing of last week, which was soul retrieval and finding lost fragmented parts of ourselves and clearing of karma and what else did we clear, which was amazing? Predispositions to illness, so things that have been carried in the family for a long time. So I want to carry on from there. I mean, we kind of got to the good bit, in the sense where we cleared all the, or a good part of the inevitability, and maybe unravel a little bit more of that, but really start to direct our thoughts, uh, realize our participation in creating our reality, and start to do it consciously. I very much hope that uh, listeners might write in uh, to info at healingbyfrank.com with any questions uh, for when the show becomes more interactive. But for today, let's really allow this understanding of an energetic reality where beneath all the drama there is a fluid, untroubled ocean of energy that is more fundamental and more true than the storylines that run in our apparent current reality. And also let the energetic implications for healing yourself sink in, that you literally only have to acknowledge and observe what is happening through a new perspective, a new objective and yet compassionate perspective where in the past there was a lens completely coloured by helplessness. We literally couldn't have healed in the past because we thought we were like solid and damaged and now we can come to realise that we're actually totally fluid and light beings infinitely able to repair and able to rethink the participation we want to have and the the life and world we want to create. Pack my bag to our favorite song Turn the light up, leave the radio on. Dawn is breaking on this sleepy town. Another hour before this plane gets down. Oh, oh gonna spread my wings. Find me an island where the free birds sing. Oh, oh gonna build my Oh 
from a cloudy day Into the sunrise from a cloudy day Your eyes of umber like the autumn hue Say much deeper than the ocean blue Don't be crying, it's the way that I am No denying, I'm a restless man Oh, gonna spread my wings Find me an island where the free birds sing Oh, gonna build my boat Cry me a river where my dreams can flow Oh, gonna hoist my sails Into the sunrise from a cloudy day Into the sunrise From a cloudy day Into the sunrise From a cloudy day Pack my bag To our favorite song Turn the light out, leave the radio on. As you allow both this understanding of an energetic reality and how to energetically heal yourself to sink in, you will inadvertently be uploading the two very things you need, the release of a limited view and the ability to interact with the whole energetic field. Instead of inexorable perseverance, you get to live your life as a deliberate creation. The other, and possibly the first one of um, the clearings I would do for someone when I meet them, is entity attachment. It's a, again, it's, it's inevitability. These, they take three main forms. Memories of difficult people you've known, negative thought forms and unconscious beliefs. Attachments are like dents in your energetic armour. At the slightest hint of something similar in your present moment, like a facial expression, turn of phrase, or even a jacket, you are triggered into a reaction to a memory. You might think that you take people as you find them and are not judgmental, but this is deeper. The old association makes a fresh perspective impossible. If you clear your entity attachments, you are acknowledging the original memory. Have compassion for yourself, not berating yourself with too much harsh, get over it sort of attitude. Bear in mind, it might not even be your memory, or it may have happened to you, but when you were only a child and could not make sense of it. With compassion, though, I do ask you to get over it too. Do not let yourself get lost in a bad memory and justify the toll it has taken on your life. You do not want to get to the pearly gate still going on about something that happened years ago. Letting things go is going to take practice, but now is the time to start. You clear the emotional charge around your darkest thoughts when you clear your entity attachment. Then you are in a position to clear the traces you have carved out to them since. Bitterness, shame spirals, anger and hurt are such traces, all of them increasingly toxic if not released. I recommend using a pendulum to clear the majority, 
You can start it swinging, and as it starts to slow, ask again if there are more to clear. Most people I've worked with have had thousands, but this way they only take a matter of minutes to clear. There will be some obvious attachments that you are aware of anyway, like to your parents, teachers, and countless other more dubious characters. One way to release their hold over your mood and health is to say the old mantra, I love you, I'm sorry, forgive me, and thank you. You will notice huge resistance when you first say it, especially if it is to someone who has abused you in any way. You will know you have healed it when you no longer mind. Holding a grudge and not forgiving is, as they say, like buying a vial of poison for vengeance and deciding to take it all yourself. Another way to address people and entrenched beliefs is to see them as unloved parts of yourself. Everything is just a reflection of a part of you that needs healing. You can count yourself lucky when you are the harmless one rather than the perpetrator. In this sense, it is appropriate to thank them. As you made them behave badly to bring up something you needed to heal. If your mind complains and thinks of examples of innocent victims of crimes and tragedy, just ignore it for now. Your job is to bring yourself back into balance. What we are doing for the moment is letting go of the dramatic, traumatic and painful memories you have stored. So you yourself do not keep getting lost in the darkness, following old trains of thought down blind alleys and cul-de-sacs.
inevitability is our alienation. It runs so deep. In an energetic universe, one can understand a person as one reflection of a many-sided mirror ball, reflecting back whatever it can see perfectly. Within the fluid fabric of energy, you can also understand yourself as being just a schism of energy. Over time, you identify with more and more around you. You see yourself as a man or woman, who is good at this or that, poor at this and that, has this and that, etc. Quickly you give yourself a very small identity and a small place in the world, completely convinced that you see all there is to see. You have actually only succeeded in collecting a lot of very dense and conflicting energy around your original schism and calling it me. Most people live unaware and devoid of their connection to the whole. Even more limiting is that most people have identified completely with their physical energy field. Not in a wild, experiential way, but often stuck on the question of whether one is successful or attractive. I can confirm you are attractive beyond measure, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in every other way. Your concern should be what exactly are you attracting and what are you shutting off? Until you have cleared the residue of karma and arbitrary attachments, you can only attract a demoralizingly repetitive array of people and episodes. Every living thing has been incarnated in form for a reason. However, people must remember the magnitude of who they are before they can properly serve any purpose. The third chronic sense of ability, then, is our alienation. From a very young age, we are told we are separate. We have individual needs for nourishment, affection, rest and education. We start to wonder if we are going to get enough and if there is enough to go round. We develop a sense of sharing a limited supply. This later becomes a lack mentality affecting all areas of life. Most fundamentally, people quickly come to know, in inverted commas, that everything is external and beyond their control. People have no trust whatsoever that there is a web of life sustaining them. They feel small and ineffective. Even if a person achieves individual power, it is transient and uncertain. The power that we only have to remember is our connection to the whole. That means we can call on the energy of any deity, any wild animal, an ocean or a genius, living or dead. It means we can heal any illness. It means we can come to trust ourselves and our ideas completely. The energy of persevering, individual ego stands down and you start to conduct a spiritual orchestra capable of every sound and composition. We can only notice our elaborate sense of alienation one occasion at a time and start to play with alternative ideas. For example, your dog may be very unwell one morning and at first think, help I need a vet to tell me what's wrong. I need someone else to do something. 
Let it occur to you that you are handing over your power as soon as you go into fear. Try the idea, what if? What if we are all one and this animal is just an unloved part of the self needing attention? Settle down and clear all the energy fields and attachments you can think of. The malady was not there earlier and all may well be quiet and well again in an hour. Being in pain or seeing someone else in pain are occasions when the majority of people suddenly believe they are separate and become in a hurry to hand over their power. Authority is another, security is another, money is another. These are all deeply entrenched divisions, but you will notice that in nearly every relationship, personal or formal, there is little sense of us all being connected, let alone one. A blanket clearing you can do is to pivot all alienated frequencies you have to ones of connection. You are disciplining yourself mentally too. Firstly, you are spending definite moments in your day remembering that you are part of everything there is. The relief on your mental and physical body will be great. After a while, it, st it will start to occur to you as an uninvited thought, what if we are all one and this situation is just bringing a healing for me? Before you know it, the understanding will be established firmly and you will be enjoying peace, inspired resolutions and comfortably taking responsibility for all your experiences. Then you can play with uploading different parts of the spectrum of oneness that you had not previously even thought of. This might be the energy of, say, Richard Branson to expand your entrepreneurial effectiveness, or the agility of a snow leopard before a dance performance, or the protection of the angels before a long drive home in bad weather. Everything is accessible and an intrinsic part of you. You need no longer only identify with your physical condition and your curriculum vitae to date. Branch out. Embrace the morning With a new conviction Just look around you There's colors everywhere Into the sunrise Out of the shadows Oh 
do not heal is blame. They need their pain to be someone else's fault. As soon as you blame anyone for anything, you externalize and give away the chance you have. The chance we always have can be understood as constant opportunities to forgive. The pattern we have to practice is seeing every situation and person we meet as having shown up to let us heal a specific negative pattern. For example, you find yourself observing, oh, there is that anger again. I must give myself a moment to acknowledge that and let it go. Previously, you might have said, that really makes me angry. The differences between these two reactions are in the former, you have a moment of awareness of your feelings rather than getting lost in the details of the 3D drama that seemed to cause it. Secondly, you can witness and dispel endless hurt illusions each time, which means you do not have to create the same scenario again and again, having not learnt the first 5,000 times. For example, you might see in your moment of awareness of anger, or in the acknowledgement you give it later, hurt illusions such as, no one respects me, people are so ignorant, I was stupid to trust, or I hate that. Remember that these are just unhelpful ideas you hold that are reverberating away in your unconscious all of the time, attracting confirmation and evidence that they are true. Ask that you can let them go from now on. It will be easier each time as your self-acknowledgement in the moment has released the emotional charge at last. Direct your thoughts to the realisation that there are all kinds of people and people can only respect you as far as you respect yourself. Also remind yourself that people are not all ignorant. Millions of people care deeply about each other. Remember that trust is the neural pathway down which any sort of relaxation and joy can travel. So it should be cultivated and sustained. Then evidence in the form of trustworthy characters and fortuitous events can turn up. Also decide that hate is a toxicity that you determine not to give any more energy to. You are consciously shifting your perspective. It is partly mental work, applying this paradigm of an energetic universe in which we can participate as we choose, and it is partly opening the generosity of your heart as it is less and less tied in knots of unacknowledged pain. You will encounter many who are too hurt to care about themselves or anyone else. Often it is the insight that you are always your own worst enemy that brings the momentum to try. 
Loosen your attachment to old blame tactics and adopt positive mental attitudes. Well, underlying so many of these entrenched inevitable patterns is grief. Some say the reason they feel so bad is grief. Their childhood or someone else's close to them was snatched away. The reasoning is you must not let the pain go away or who will hold the memory. Also, the events were so humbling, so desperate, they will always define your life. Well, explain to St. Peter at the pearly gates that you never did anything or loved anyone, etc., because you were completely occupied with grief is not the way to go. Take a moment now to clear grieving someone's absence down to 0% and celebrating your presence up to 100%. To make sure it is complete, the pendulum is a good gauge. Start it swinging, and as it slows, start it for the next 10% until you are there. A pendulum is as easy to come by as a strand of string and a curtain ring. Anything at all will do. A little bit of weight helps, though, when you start, just to get the clarity of movement. Any resistance you feel to celebrating your own presence is important to notice, too. Most people do not think much of themselves on the quiet. You might not know what exactly is wrong with you and be consistently trying your best, but nonetheless, you suspect you are getting something wrong or you'll be more sure of yourself. Furthermore, the idea of loving, looking after and investing in yourself can sound absurd and feel uncomfortable at first. I guarantee that the more positive emotion you pour into your life and actions, the more successful your future creations will be. If you're missing someone, you can clear them too. For example, you can forgive them for their absence and forgive yourself too. This is extremely helpful whether the departure was chosen as in a separation or final as in dying. It is useful to remember that we are only 20% physical. This means that any conscious attention you pay to someone will be greatly appreciated and at least 80% effective. In the case of someone who has died, you can send them to the light clear any trauma before and at the time of death, hear your own relationship to the person, and ask if there is any lesson or wisdom they would like you to hear. This might be delivered in a dream or via someone you find yourself talking to. Bear in mind that when you clear, you are not dismissing a memory, you are just recognising and healing the emotional turbulence around the memory. This is good for everyone involved, as stuck energy is released, and in some cases, the soul. No person who has passed on wants vengeance for anything or for you to remain sorry for them or yourself. Thankfully, no dead person even wishes to still be alive. You can communicate with all the friends you have lost over the years. You will find they are willing and keen to offer trustworthy guidance now they have left this world of attachment. If we believe that a person is completely gone, they can neither interact any further with this plane or successfully move on. Work on releasing recalcitrant pain and expanding your understanding of what is happening for friends, present and absent. I 
Everyone I work with, and probably most of the listeners to this network, have already done a massive amount of healing. You know, um, probably would always already call themselves, I suppose you might call yourself conscious agents already, and will be at the stage of really just looking for a way forward. Self-awareness is already at height, but it's a way forward, the way to live that absolutely works. So living physically in chaos and reactivity, we need a bridge into our true nature. Once you've cleared the flotsam and jetsam of obstacles in the way, use the divining method to develop that bridge of intuition. By clearing, you allow for moments of awareness where you would have been triggered in the past. Instead of being instantly driven back to hurt, anger or fear, you find you can consciously invite in more of the energetic spectrum. Choose to invite in any positive concepts you have recognized in the past. For example, the infinite organizing power of nature, the power of God, the navigational skill of the fox, the faithfulness of the dog, the clarity of angels, the wisdom of your ancient self that has been incarnated countless times before, and the gaiety of your child self, the fearlessness of a bear, and your connection to the highest good, etc. Because of your new understanding of the interconnected nature of life, you find that you can dip into this pot of all that there is, 
and make a new set of associations. Visually, you can imagine snipping the cords of needs and wants and consciously choosing new guides. Soon, these spiritual frequencies, navigational skill, faithfulness, clarity, wisdom, fearlessness and connection, can become your established motivations to action. You will not need the pendulum to ascertain the course to take unless you are feeling ungrounded or upset. Very soon, you will have the great gift of self-trust. It is a great relief on your own system. This is because until now, decisions will have been revisited emotionally many times, sometimes with the same judgment, sometimes with regret or anxiety. From here on in, you can stand by your decisions with conviction. So the energetic implications of the way forward. When you start to see everything as energy condensed into many forms, no one thing is terribly serious. Nothing is even good or bad. A long-standing sickness and a common cold are separated only by the person's attachment to the piece of energetic information arising. Therefore, it can be treated in exactly the same way by clearing the attachment. All you have to acknowledge each time is that you are inadvertently holding a frequency and resonating it so strongly that it has taken shape in your body. As you become aware of it, there is no need to go into one, fear, or, or two, resignation to your fate, or even three, denial. These three habitual approaches compound the information, embedding it further in the physical body. Fear, resignation, denial. Even if the source of the illness is something in the environment, or something so-called infectious or genetic, Clearing your relationship to the emerging information will release it. You will not have to embody it fully and keel over, or whatever the usual prognosis might be. What is happening in your energetic field when you release attachment to something is that you are reminding yourself that everything is part of this oceanic mass of energy. Any problems you meet are just things you have previously given too much attention to. You have always been picking and choosing what aspects of oneness to identify with. Furthermore, you have then been holding on to them as if they are true, or fighting them because they are depressing you. So releasing is noticing what you have created without judgment. This compassionate assessment aligns the information and increases self-acceptance. This allows your parameters to soften and activates a fearless curiosity about the whole great field of potential to explore. Up until now, choices were unconscious, often primed by your upbringing. Then they were condensed into your current reality within which you settled, or at least settled for. The more aware you become, the more conflict and resistance fall away. Large tracts of chaotic and emotionally charged information are neutralized, and you are starting to heal. At the beginning of our lives, we did not have this strong sense of individuation. Your mother and father and everything else within reach were felt to be a part of us. As an adult, however, it will take some effort to remember this feeling of belonging. Gradually, you will spend more and more of each day feeling connected again. Your awareness of your energetic rather than merely physical participation in life becomes a focus. You are establishing a way of being that is fluid healthy and expansive. An 
inner certainty that you can direct your thoughts and fully commit yourself to what you want without sabotaging it is very empowering. Hot on its heels, though, is the responsibility to create something beneficial. Thankfully, once your deep sense of inevitability is gone and you no longer identify with the memories that hindered you, it is possible to hear and apply your very own guidance system. This will be some of the time to start with, but then all of the time. This extra dimension is well able to coordinate your desires with what you already have and coordinate your desires with what you already have happening in your current reality. Success is no longer seen as something selfish that involves receiving the cherry on the cake at others' expense. Quite the opposite. Success is realizing more and more who you truly are and making the most of it. A great amount of people focusing on the abundance and potential of our energetic world increases the energy flowing to everyone's efforts. The job becomes to get clarity about what you do want. This is more difficult than it actually sounds. Ask yourself now to outline five things you truly desire. I guarantee that your mind will travel first, or at least quickly, to what you do not want. Next, you will hopefully be able to drum up some more positive statements. No doubt followed, though, by the buts and only ifs of qualifying statements. If you give this positive mental framing work some attention, eventually you will get a coherent vision. Only then can it start taking shape. The implicit warning here is that negative thinking is addictive and positive thinking is not. Do not consider this exercise frivolous and miss yet another opportunity to create something worthwhile. Like, for example, a perfect world as this next track, which is called A Perfect World, wonders about. Is it possible? Whoever told you it was gonna be easy Whoever told you it would be just fine They never told you that they were just dreaming Never told you they were living in a different time Here I am And there you are Still so close Yet so far